Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Loso, man. And y'all listen to the number one sports podcast out, MTMV Sports. Y'all still? No. Ladies and gentlemen, it has finally arrived. Thank you for joining me on the MTMV Sports Podcast Network. This is your gracious host, John Hunter, and this is none other than the premier first episode of LA Confidential Lakers Sports Podcast, where I'm going to be bringing you up-to-date game analysis, some game breakdowns, some what-if scenarios, and you know some more fun stuff as the season goes along. Guys, thank you. This is the first episode, hopefully one of many. Uh, what we'll be doing here is just kind of, you know, we'll do some game-to-game stuff, uh, some player breakdown. We'll kind of give you some updates as, a, you know, as updates come in. Um, so, you know, I don't want to sit here and bark stats at you all day. I don't know anybody can do that. You can go online and look at SportsCenter and get some stats and some percentages. Uh, what I want to do is I want to really start talking about some narratives really here in the Lakers season. I, uh, I'm definitely honored to be able to cover my favorite team growing up, the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I really couldn't think of anybody else I'd rather cover. Uh, I mean, guess we'll just kind of jump right into it. Honestly, let's uh, let's start talking about how the season's been going for us, right? Like uh, nine and seven as of uh, last night. Uh, we get that win against Miami. Right now, we're sitting comfortably at, uh, seventh in the West. Uh, the past ten, it's looked good. Honestly, you're seven and three in the past ten. Uh, that's good. We started the season off at two and five, and I know a lot of people were panicking. Uh, when the season started off, I would slow. Gosh, LeBron, he's not really doing it for us. You know, relax. Let's hit the pause button. Let's bring it back. A lot of people forget, you know, new team, a lot of new faces, uh, a lot of young guys mixed in with some veterans. And then, of course, the, the huge signing of LeBron we got during the summer. Um, still a couple of things we're going to have to work out. I guess we'll start. Let's look toward the beginning of the season. As you saw, we kind of jumped off to a, a little bit of a slow start. But, you know, that's the Western Conference. Every night in the Western Conference is going to be a dogfight. Um, we had to see Dame uh, in the Blazers' first game. That was kind of a, a wake-up call. But uh, if you haven't noticed, in most of these games this year, it's no, listen, like I said, don't panic. Most of these games, we're in them. Even in our losses, we're in these games. I know we've had a couple ones, a couple stinkers. Like, uh, you know, last one, Saturday, we lost to the Magic, and then we come back, uh, come back strong the next day. I know we beat the Heat. Um, it's just uh, one of those things. And... Um, kind of jumping back to the Blazers, they are a team that has uh, really given the Lakers some problems over the past couple years, but uh, a lot of people don't know, we've actually already played the Blazers as many times as we're going to play them, and the Blazers, you're talking about, that's a five-loss team, and we've given them three of their five losses, so I count that one as a win. Um, So to start off, I really want to go through uh, maybe some of the roster on the Lakers, kind of see like each player and kind of see what maybe project projections down the line how they've been doing so far this season uh of course don't worry as most of you're wondering i will talk about lebron somebody who i've 
recently been finding the strength to be a fan. I've never, I never was a, a LeBron fan. Of course, I understand, as most people understand, if you watch the game of basketball, this is the best player in the world. He is on my team, so now I am a fan by, I don't want to say default, but if you're wearing the purple and gold armor, then I'm a fan. Okay, so the start of the season, as we saw, kind of, you kind of saw LeBron. I don't want to say coasting. He was taking it easy, but he knows what he's doing. He has a young team, a young squad. He has to kind of get these guys going. You saw a lot of a lot of distribution from him, a lot of passes out, kind of letting these guys do it themselves, figure it out. Um, a lot of a lot of changes with the lineup was another thing, which probably why we started slow. Couldn't really figure out a starting lineup, but we're gonna have faith in Luke Walton to get it right. Uh, a lot of playing around. Rondo started to start the season. Um, Kuz coming off the bench. Um, I think we kind of figured it out now. It's kind of one of the first thing I want to jump into here is really just the lineup, these lineup issues. So not exactly issues. I think we kind of got a comfortable one right now. This is the one I like uh, the most where we have, uh, for starting Lonzo, we're bringing Ingram in at the two, LeBron at the three, Kuz at the four, and JaVale at the five. Um, in the beginning, we were starting KCP, starting Rondo. We switched off, and we had that... Uh, suspension where we lost Rondo and uh, Brandon Ingram in that Rockets game where they got in that scuffle with Chris Paul and then uh, we kind of had to we bring in bring in Kuz a little bit and we we saw last season if you're a Laker fan you know you have to love Kuz Kuz is one of those guys where it's those four-year guys where you you get worried because well this that's the that's the narrative you're worried because they're four years like oh they're not developing fast enough but how many times we see these four-year guys come in and they're just automatically they're so polished off off just off the bat I mean look at Josh Hart we got Kuz and Josh Hart late last year in the round and those are steals people forget Josh Hart national championship at Villanova uh Kuz was a Huge baller at Utah. He played with Jakob Poto, who uh, was on the Raptors. Now he plays for the Spurs in that DeMar DeRozan deal. Um, these guys are polished, but uh, as Magic Johnson said, the young guys that people talk about are uh, Lonzo and Ingram. Those are our upside guys uh, where they're younger and they have a higher ceiling. Uh, but as of right now, they're still trying to work it out. But um, going back to that lineup, I, you, I remember when Ingram was coming back off the suspension, he uh, he said in a quote, just honestly, very bluntly, he was like, I'm not coming off the bench. Uh, they had something kind of had to figure it out. But I mean, we have a couple guys who bring the ball on the floor, whether it's Lonzo, Ingram brings the ball on the floor a lot of the time now. And of course, LeBron does. Um, but I think this lineup is really working. This uh, I like this Lonzo, Kuz, LeBron, Ingram, and JaVale. Um, I'm going to go through each of those guys and kind of break down what, they're, what we're seeing from them. I want to start off with Kuz. We know what we have with that. Kuz can stretch the floor. It's just, you know, our stereotypical stretch four with what we need. Uh, Kuz has been looking this season, to me at least, it looks like our second best player, uh, scoring-wise especially. Um, of course, LeBron's first, but uh, Kuz has been polished since last season. He's averaging 17-5 and five right now. It's kind of similar uh, to what we had last season. He'll, he'll keep it up. Uh, just need to keep up the consistency. If you can keep up that consistency, especially from range, uh, that would definitely help us later on in the season. And um, the way Kuz has been playing, even on defense, he's been surprising me a little bit. Kuz is getting some. I see him protecting the rim a little bit. He's out running 
in transition. I love Kuz's game. I think what he brings to the team is it's just you can't we can't do without it. I think Kuz being in the starting lineup was inevitable. He came off the bench a lot last year and at the start of the season, I think this is impossible. You have to start your talent. It's one of those things. Um, if we're going to jump, what I want to do is definitely jump to JaVale McGee. I mean, listen, we're talking about JaVale McGee here, who has spent most of his career on Shaq and the Fool and been the butt of everybody's joke. But JaVale McGee has been a baller this season, if you have not been watching. JaVale McGee, in the, in the first, let's take a look, I think it was the first 10 games, first eight games, he had better numbers than Cat. We're talking about Carl Anthony, not Carl Anthony Towns. We're talking about JaVale is... JaVale is blocking shots. He is finishing oops. He didn't have to do anything. We don't need JaVale to be, okay, Shaquille O'Neal, okay? He does not gonna, JaVale, he is not going to get down to the post and hit you hit you with uh, the dream shake or hit you, start dominating other bigs. JaVale is going to go in there. He's going to contest shots. He's going to block shots. He's going to grab rebounds. It's going to be energy. JaVale is doing a little bit of everything, and I love it. I love what JaVale is doing right now. He looks... Um, like he belongs in that starting lineup for sure. Um, if JaVale keeps this up, honestly, and we're not going to need him. JaVale's obviously, we don't need him to drop 30 on somebody. But if JaVale gives me a nice, you know, double. He gives me, a, you know, 10, 10, 10. I mean, what can I ask? Can't ask me more of that. Now, now it comes to three people I really want to, really wanted to get into so far what we're seeing this season, uh, which is Lonzo Ingram and LeBron. I'll save LeBron for last because that's probably what most people want to hear. But let's let's really get to Lonzo and Ingram here. And I'm going to start with Brandon Ingram because that's the guy that everyone was saying, this is his year, this is his year, this is it. He could be an all-star this year. Um, <clears throat> with the high, uh, the high upside guy. Now, you know, we drafted uh, Brandon Ingram second overall. We took him out after he, you know, Ben Simmons went first. And then we got Ingram. And then, of course, as most people love to do, they make the comparisons. We have a tall, lanky guy who has a jump shot. Automatically, people think, Kevin Durant. Oh, boy, Kevin Durant. Let's go ahead and nip that in the bud right now. Brennan Ingram is not Kevin Durant. Their games, their body style is similar. Their games are very different if you watch. Uh, Kevin Durant is probably in history one of the smoothest, most elite scorers that we will ever see. He can shoot from anywhere effortlessly. He's a very effortless scorer. If you ever watch Ingram play, it's more along the lines of Ingram is actually a lot more physical uh, than Durant. Ingram likes to attack and drive. He'll, you know, dribble pull up from mid-range, which has gotten a little better. And then people are wanting, I think people are wanting more from Ingram uh, a lot faster. Uh, I mean, including myself, I can't say anything otherwise, but Ingram, I don't, I don't, it's not time to push any type of panic buttons yet. I know he hasn't been shooting well, uh, over the past couple games, and he's not the exact, you know, sniper, which, you know, people want to surround LeBron with shooters, and he's not a sniper, but he can definitely hit from three. I think he's better at mid-range and maybe attacking at basket. Like, I see a lot of flashes uh, from Ingram, but lately he's not shooting uh, up to par, as I was saying. Like, he, he's not, we're getting, I'm seeing 10 points, 11 points from Ingram. Like, Ingram is the type of player where I feel like once he puts it together and figures it out, he's still young. I'm a young guy here. Uh, you can figure it out. We're talking about somebody who can give you give you 20 plus on any night. Uh, and once he figures out how to do that, um, I saw last year. I really, really liked Ingram's 
progression on defense this year. I, I, I think he took a, a little step back. It's still early. I haven't seen too much of that really good defensive prowess from him, um, but I, which I, I feel like he has the capability to be so long and he's mobile. Uh, you cause problems depending on who you're guarding. I mean, Ingram maybe can guard three different positions, uh, maybe four depending on the night if he really puts it together. But Brandon Ingram, again, a work in progress. One of those guys Magic really, really has his eye on, really likes um, and I think we'll get more to that later. Now we're going to really, really jump to Lonzo. We're talking about Lonzo Ball here. This is somebody who has been in the spotlight since the beginning, before the beginning, before he was drafted to the Lakers even. Uh, you know, needless to say, because of his dad and all the outrageous stuff we really heard from him talking about, it. you know, he can switch him and Steph Curry and the Warriors will still win. And <laughs> we're, Obviously, we're not going to, we're not going to jump to that. His dad is another story. Uh, let's really talk about Lonzo. Lonzo took a lot of heat coming in for really no reason. People hated Lonzo because of his dad and automatically just thought, oh my gosh, he didn't play well in the beginning. He's a bust. But let's 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 be realistic for a second. Uh, take Lonzo's rookie year. He averaged 11, 7, and 7. Um, if you have a rookie giving you 11, 7, and 7 as a point guard, and let's take away all the the, the, the infamy his dad brought. <laughs> Think about if you had a rookie giving you 11, 7, and 7, that means you may have hit on something, okay? And we're going to take a look at, look at last year when we look at a couple games where, where Lonzo had a miss because of injury. The Lakers' offense just looked horrible. Everybody looked out of sync. People that didn't do it. There was no, there was no sense of a, a ball movement. There's no sense of an offense. When Lonzo's on the floor, it may not look it, but if you're a basketball fan, you understand. You see that when Lonzo's on the floor, the ball is moving, the ball is zipping around. People are making their cuts. Uh, Lonzo, we know this. We know he is an excellent passer. We saw that in college. We saw that it came in immediately translated. That's the thing. We're gonna jump forward to this season now. Now. Obviously, as anyone's any of you who following the Lakers this year, Lonzo, the same problem as last year. His shot is not exactly where we want it to be. Um, and obviously, we want Lonzo's shot to be a little bit more consistent. Um, a lot of the time, I see him settling for threes. Um, when I feel like, you know, Lonzo put on a lot of weight over the summer, some muscle, that's good weight, and he came in. And uh, he's settling for jumpers, which it's his jumpers looking better form-wise. But you feel like Lonzo's 6'6", and you feel like maybe take, start taking some of these guys off the dribble a little bit more. But at the same time, he'll figure it out. You look at the rest of Lonzo's game. Let's just let's just separate his scoring for a second. Uh, Lonzo is let last season. Last season, he led his team in rebounding last season as a point guard. Uh, this season, obviously, we got some different guys like Tyson and LeBron and and JaVale who grabbing boards out there. So, but still, Lonzo, excellent rebounder, excellent, excellent rebounder. Being six six, he has good timing, good hustle. He is a otherworldly passer for being for someone who's that young being able to see the floor the way he does is excellent I love it and I think the biggest plus we've gotten from Lonzo since we drafted him is absolutely his defense Lonzo's defense is something I don't think anybody uh really saw coming it's one thing the Lakers are definitely valuing uh, because in terms of especially last year to this year, our defense hasn't been you know a one. But the way Lonzo plays defense, like I'm, I mean, this guy is all 
over the place. Uh, I think in the Magic game, you know, we lost that one. I saw there was a possession. I think Lonzo wasn't just, he wasn't just guarding one guy. It looked like he was guarding the whole team and ended up getting stripped. But he was all over the place. Lonzo's defensive instincts are way beyond what we thought. Um, but everything else is there. His rebounding, his defense, his his passing, of course, is there. The only thing that hasn't translated, uh, of course, is his scoring. And eventually, you know, when you move from college to the NBA, a lot of people... Especially getting the hype that Alonzo had. People just want him to be outstanding right away. Especially he got a lot of flack because of, you know, we picked him second. And the people who went after Alonzo, you had people like Jason Tatum who came in and had a stellar rookie season. And Donovan Mitchell came in, had a stellar rookie season. But we're not gonna we're not gonna knock Alonzo yet. It's a little early for people to push the panic button on Alonzo. Only thing that has to translate now at this point is his scoring. And I feel like Alonzo needs to be an aggressive. When you see Alonzo, he's a very laid back guy. He doesn't look at him in interviews. He's just like, okay, you know, hey, it's cool. He's never really like too affected by anything, but that's a mentality thing, and it's a, you know, it's a maturity thing, and I'd say he's definitely mature for his age, he doesn't get involved in anything he doesn't be involved in, um, you know, he plays around with the other young guys on the team, and that's just, that's just the young guys, that's how they do, um, but once Lonzo's scoring translates, uh, once the scoring translates to the NBA, uh, I think we'll see a more complete player. Um, and that's, I think, what a lot of people are looking forward to. But um, let's go ahead and move on, honestly, to, uh, of course, the biggest story of the summer is, of course, whenever it's always the biggest story of the summer, whenever LeBron goes in free agency. And there's a lot of rumors uh, during summer. People were talking, he's going to go to L.A., is he going to go to the Sixers, uh, where's he going to go? And lo and behold, Laker fans, a lot of Laker fans rejoiced. A lot of Laker fans were skeptical because they didn't know how to accept him. When LeBron decided to come to L.A., um, a lot of people know it's, you know, a lot of it is a business decision. LeBron is immediately, he wants to be, he doesn't just want to be great in basketball. He wants to be a media mogul. Like he wants to go in, but automatically LeBron came and he has a talk show already. He's meeting with people and LeBron, it's the perfect place for him. His son goes to an excellent high school out here in LA and it's, it's honestly a business decision. LeBron's thinking past the basketball at this point, but he's here. He's had a four year deal and all that being, all that aside, he wants to win. He wants the win still. He understands. He trusts Magic Johnson to, to put the proper team around him. Um, LeBron is LeBron James, despite people always say, oh, it's just the year he falls off the cliff. Listen, LeBron James to me is, this man is is, is like an android, okay? <laughs> like somebody, have you ever seen LeBron ever take a serious injury? No, you haven't. This dude is a, a workout machine. Um, I don't understand. I don't understand myself how this man has never taken a major injury. He doesn't get hurt. He's always playing. He takes rest days. Um, honestly, that's probably just to fool people into thinking he's human. Uh, but anyway, besides that, uh, I like what I've seen so far. Um, he really, like I said earlier, he was. I think he was doing a little bit of coasting in the beginning, kind of get trying to get the younger guys involved, trying to get the team involved, letting them kind of go through progressions, make their mistakes, uh, let them learn. Um, and that was near the beginning of the season when he was kind of taking it easy. It wasn't really take over LeBron. And we, I think that's what we've seen these, especially these last two games, um, last two or three games when LeBron has been taking games into his own hands. Maybe the team's not shooting as well, but they got to get these W's. 
Uh, man, last night, LeBron uh, against the Heat, you know, put 51 on them. Um, that was, uh, he hit six threes. Man, this, it was outrageous. Um, a couple nights ago, almost an assist shy of a triple-double. He started, he's starting to turn it up a little bit, and I think that's a good thing uh, for some of these younger guys. They're going to see, okay, if LeBron's having to give it every night, i got to do my part. At least that's what you want them to think, right? You want to, you don't want to just be a backseat uh, to, to, to LeBron while he's doing everything, because that's, you know, it's part of the reason he left the Cavs, and the Cavs didn't really have much, and, you know, LeBron coming here, it's got to be hopeful. You know, a lot of people are thinking, oh, LeBron comes, championship, we're going to the finals. A little different, a little different situation here. Now, mind you, he, that last year in the East, you know, let's let's go through it. I mean, he played a young Pacers team. That Pacers team played him. They really played him. But at the end of the day, they're young and experienced. He got it done in Game 7. The Raptors just fold against LeBron every time they play him. So that was never, that was a foregone delusion that they were going to get swept or at least beaten. But they just, it was a mental block. Uh, you play the Celtics team, and I mean, I get not, I mean, no Kyrie. Um, they still played him pretty hard, but at the end of the day, you know, gets back to the finals. Now we're in the Western Conference. Now he's on the Lakers. Um, he definitely has a better supporting cast um, than he did when he was in Cleveland. In Cleveland, you had Kevin Love, who was an All Star. After that, the drop off was uh, definitely huge. Uh, you come into the Lakers, and you got a lot of guys who can have confidence. They're young. Um, but they, you know, they're hungry though. That's good. I mean, we, the Lakers, we won, we won 35 games last year, and we have a better team this year. So we go out, and, you know, we sign um, a lot of these veteran guys. We lost Julius. Uh, I, I, used to, I love Julius, but it's for the best. I knew we weren't going to be able to pay him. Everybody kind of saw that one coming. Uh, we signed a lot of uh, these veteran guys to these uh, small one years. We got Javale. We went and got Rondo. We went and got uh, Lance. Um, you know, we got Beasley, who Beasley hasn't seen much time, um, but get a lot of these guys who are, um, you know, this is this is looking ahead. This is Magic Johnson looking ahead. Uh, get these guys who they've been in the playoffs. They want to compete. They know what they're doing. And you mix in a lot of these younger guys that we have. Uh, you mix those veterans and you mix them with our Lonzo and our Ingram and our Coos and our Josh Hart. Um, and it creates hopefully something that is uh, playoff worthy. And I'm not saying we're going to the finals because it's, 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 a, it's, a, big, it's a big leap. Okay, you want to, the season's a four-year plan. Magic Johnson has a plan in mind. Okay, it's not, it's not something that we can just hope for off, off. We're gonna, we're gonna beat the Warriors. We're gonna beat the Rockets. We're gonna beat the Thunder, the Spurs. These other powerhouses in the West. This is the Western Conference. Every night, especially in the playoffs, it doesn't matter which round it is. You are playing somebody who has a complete team, and they are coming after you. <clears throat> that's an, that's an every night thing in the West. Now, what I hope to gain. From this season especially, I really hope to gain playoff experience <coughs> for our young guys. Um, that's what you want. You want them to see what it's like. You want to put Lonzo and Kuz and Ingram and Hart um, in these playoff situations. And um, you want to see, you want to get them used to that. So, if we go out, I want to go out, make the playoffs, obviously. Um, get, them in these, get them in these playoff situations where... You can play. You can play another team who's been there. You can see what it's like in that atmosphere. So in case things don't go the way we want in the playoffs this year, as soon as next year when we come back, okay, we got that year under us. Now we're coming back, and now we're going to make noise. So my prediction, honestly, for this season is kind of along the lines of, okay, um, this year 
market somewhere, uh, maybe a mid seed in the West, uh, maybe make a make make a somewhat of a run in the playoffs. From, and this is just predictions, you know. Of course, I'd love to see the Lakers go to the finals this year, but <coughs> if I'm being realistic, uh, I'd say you know we get somewhere, um, maybe sec, uh, maybe second round, uh, depending on who we play. Uh, matchups will be a big thing, um, and that's if we don't make any moves. Just kind of, I want to, I don't want to go too far into detail on predictions on moves we make because that'll be on further shows and whatnot, but. Let's see what Magic Johnson really has in store for us. Um, a lot of guys out there people are talking about. Um, and that's if we make moves this season or we're going to wait till next season. Like, you know, Magic has a plan in place. So uh, just trust in him. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, trust in him. He has a plan in place. It's not a, it's not a one-year plan, not a boom or bust one year we're done no it's a it's a let's we're gonna see what we got we're gonna see uh what kind of value we can get from some of these guys i'm just saying don't get i'll go further into that later on this is the intro show but don't get too used to all our young guys uh, i have a feeling you got you got a lot of people coming up in free agency in the next couple of years we're talking like you know kevin durant a lot of things with that we're talking about anthony davis um clay thompson uh, we'll see what happens with Kawhi Leonard. A lot of guys that I'm sure Magic's keeping his eye on. Uh, he's keeping an eye on them. Um, we'll see. I know LeBron's going to have a hand in it. I mean, that's how we got Tyson. Um, if you know, having LeBron there automatically just, you know, that helps out bringing people in and just being in Los Angeles. People are going to want to come play if they see that, especially if we make a run in the playoffs, they see that this team is maybe a guy or two away from really making uh, some noise and really being a threat to uh, the evil empire, which is the Golden State Warriors, then people will come, especially if they see there is a chance. Um, it's just something to look forward to this season. But um, yeah, that's pretty much what you guys should look forward to for the rest of the uh, rest of this show. Honestly, every week I didn't want to do a, I don't want to go through too specifically with the games this week because I'm jumping uh, starting the first show right in the right in the heart of the, not the heart of the season, near the beginning of the season. It's been a lot of games. Uh, what we'll normally do in the show is kind of just we'll go through the week, kind of look at some of the games to look through. And what I want to get into is we're going to have a lot of people on the show. I'm not going to just be me. We're going to I'm going to create a narrative. I think the best basketball talk you get is through conversation and debate and argument. That's what people like to hear. People like to hear different opinions and um, people hear opinions they hate, hear opinions they love. I think that creates really good basketball talk. So that's what we'll do. I'll definitely have people on the show uh, here or there. Uh, we're going to do a lot of uh, what I call what-if scenarios. Um, those are kind of like your uh, you have your realistic ones, you have your semi-realistic ones where, oh, this could happen, but that uh, maybe not. And then you have your dream scenarios of what you would love to see in terms of uh, uh, if it's a possibility to get this guy here, this guy here. Um, so it's a lot of things we're going to jump into. I'll go further into detail. We'll have different topics each show um, definitely talking about. And, and, you know, I'll try to bring you guys some, you know, if, if anything happens during the middle the week I'm gonna you know shows are on Monday but I will launch a show in the middle of the week if there's any breaking news uh if we make you know big trades uh injuries that are significant um I might launch one in the middle of the week uh but this is pretty much what we're gonna do this season guys we're gonna have a lot of fun uh we're gonna have a lot of hot topics we're gonna have some cool guests on here uh definitely some cool conversations uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, guys. I appreciate you guys really joining me today. It has been awesome. Uh, honestly, I need you guys to go subscribe. Guys, shout me out. Share with your friends. 
We are everywhere. Listen, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the Anchor app, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Go, please, subscribe. Um, We're going to be bringing it all season uh, with this Laker news and this Laker breakdown uh, and really jump into it, okay? Guys, I want to thank you for joining me. Uh, This has been LA Confidential with your man, your host, the one you love the most, John Hunter. Thank you. I will see you next week. Come hang out with us.